Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts, it's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season, make this December one to remember, together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Welcome into today's Sports Stove Podcast. Today we are talking all things NFL with the playoffs ahead this weekend. We'll talk some other NFL topics as well. And joining me on the podcast for his second time, and uh, you'll be seeing him more often here throughout the year, he is a minority owner of the Green Bay Packers. It is my dad, Dale Stover. Dad, thanks for joining me tonight. Thanks for the opportunity. Appreciate it. Well, you've given me some opportunities in life, so I figure I should repay the favor, <laughs> right? <laughs> Literally the least I could do. <laughs> uh, it's an exciting day for the podcast, Dad. We have uh, added two new sponsors to the podcast, and in the podcast notes, we'll, we'll uh, post a link that uh, people can go to And uh, for these two sponsors. The first one is Blue Coolers. Some people have called Blue Coolers the Yeti Killer. Uh, They are more affordable coolers than what you can get at some other places. Blue coolers provide high-quality, roto-molded, 10-day ice coolers, drinkware, and other outdoor products. They aim to provide quality, high-performance products at a fraction the price of the leading brands. Products are rugged, durable, heavily insulated, and come with a five-year warranty. And if you will use the link that we post in the podcast notes or you can go on our Twitter page at Sports Stove and find the link there as well and shop through that link for Blue Coolers. They will know that we sent you. 
So Blue Coolers is one of our sponsors. We're excited to have them on. And then the other one is Skull Candy. Dad, I'm going to ask you because I, I don't I didn't talk to I don't know if I talked about this or not. Um, do you know what Skull Candy is? I uh, know. No, okay. I didn't think so. Uh, Skull Candy. <laughs> Headphones, headphones, uh, true wireless earbuds, speakers, and more. You can discover life at full volume with headphones, earbuds, speakers, and more. Skull Candy is your one-stop shop for new music, culture, and audio build to stay loud. And again, we'll put a link in the podcast notes and on our Twitter page where you can shop at Skull Candy to get some new headphones or earbuds or whatever you'd like. And that way they know the sports stove sent you. We're excited to have Skull Candy and Blue Coolers partnering with the Sports Stove Podcast here in the days ahead. Excited to add them with us. All right, Dad, let's get to it. NFL playoffs, we went through a super wild card weekend last week, but really the games overall weren't that exciting. There were a couple of good games along the way. <clears throat> now the competition gets a lot tighter and uh, down to four teams on each side of the bracket. Let's start off with the first game on Saturday, the team that you're a minority owner of. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, they're at home. Their first playoff game of the uh, the year. They're playing against the Los Angeles Rams. Um, the Rams are a six-and-a-half-point dog in this game. And uh, and they've got Jared Goff at quarterback with a broken thumb, surgically repaired thumb. Uh, more than likely, he'll be getting the start. Uh, let's start off with this game. What are the, uh, the things you're watching for in Green Bay versus L.A.? Well, I think the, the big difference is I've you know kept up with the Packers um, leading up to this game will be just how much they can feed off the atmosphere. They seem very, very positive. The fact that they have a, a home playoff game, they've wanted a home playoff game. Um, this will be the first game they've had a significant number of fans at. Up until now, it's been just – uh, families and employees, but they've opened this up, going to have 6,000 season ticket holders there. Um, so I think they'll really feed off the energy of it. Obviously, uh, how well um, the Rams can adjust to the weather. It may not be extremely cold, but the field is different there in Lambeau Field. And um, as I watched the defense last week, they were very formidable but I kept thinking, well, I think the atmosphere and the elements could could have an effect on that. So I think the key will be uh, the Packers have had great execution. They've really been clicking, and um, they're going to have to be able to do that. And I, you never want to get in a hole, but when you're playing a great defense, I think the key will be a good start. So it's looking like the, the lower 30s on Saturday, winds up to 20 miles an hour. Um, by late afternoon, you could be looking at the upper 20s as well. So not super cold. It could be a lot worse in Green Bay that time of year. Uh, of course, uh, the Packers, they've had a phenomenal season, especially offensively. Aaron Rodgers is more than likely the MVP of the league this year uh, with his performance. Uh, um, uh, what was it, 49 touchdowns, 44 touchdowns, I forget, and only five interceptions, I believe, or four interceptions. I don't have that in front of me. But uh, nonetheless, a great season for them. But, uh, you know, we've talked about it, me and you have talked about it personally, about the concern of having time off and having that buy. The buy is good for when you're recovering from injuries, but it could also get you a little bit rusty, there, luckily, the Rams, uh, as Packer fans, luckily the Rams, their offense isn't known for putting up a ton of points. But you mentioned it; the defense is uh, is, is quite intense. Uh, Donald up front, 
leading the way. They've got uh, some really good uh, cornerbacks as well. Um, Jalen Ramsey, it looks like, will be mirroring Devontae Adams the entire game from what it sounds like at the very least uh, right there. Uh, so I think the key to this game is the Rams defense. Uh, if the Rams defense can just – and it's like this with any quarterback. You've seen it against Tom Brady. When the defense has, gets pressure on the quarterback, it makes it a lot harder uh, for the team, obviously. And for a team that's that's used to putting up a lot of points like Green Bay, if if uh, Donald and if Ramsey playing cornerback and if the defense can, can dominate and hold, how many points do you think the Packers will need to score to win this game? Um, I would think, you know, at least um, at least 28, maybe more than that. Um, again, I think our defense can play well and can hold them. So um, we may could get by with less than that. Um, again, it'll just depend on the big play that the Rams can make. Um, we've done a good job at, at really centering in on good running backs lately. And I think we'll do that with this running back also, who is very good. And um, I would guess we'll make them beat, beat us with the pass. Yeah, Cam Akers came on really strong at the end of the season. He was a part of one of my fantasy football championship teams. Uh, but uh, they, he came on real strong. But you're right, the Packers have really sold out on the run defense, and they've trusted their defensive backs, and they've got some solid ones. Jared Alexander um, is, is one of the best in the league. Kevin King's not been bad. The safeties have been pretty solid as well with Darnell Savage and Amos. Uh, back there as well and like we said the Rams aren't known for putting up a lot of points and if, if Jared Goff is the one that has to beat us I feel pretty good as a Packer fan um, that the Packers can overcome Jared Goff the question is can they overcome the defense and the way they've played on offense with the exception of one game really that Tampa game early in the season Packers offense hasn't struggled and uh, they've got a good mixture of run and pass options as well so I like the Packers in this game. Now, a scary thing came across the news waves today. They go out and they sign uh, Valdir, the tackle, and now he's in COVID protocol. He tested positive for COVID. And, uh, the, luckily, they're saying no Packers um, were involved in contact tracing where they're going to have to sit out because of contact tracing. But obviously, he was at practice one day, and so there's always that potential for all of a sudden we wake up in the morning and uh, key Packers players have COVID. That's that won't be, be good. We don't want to see Tim Boyle at quarterback come <laughs> come Saturday. <laughs> so uh, um, I've got the Packers winning this game, Dad. I assume you agree with me on that. Yes. Yep. I think so. Yeah, I think you know. Uh, again, you're looking at an MVP season for Rodgers. To me, he was clear and above the best quarterback this season. And there were some good ones. Mahomes was good. Uh, Allen was good at Buffalo. But to me, the way Rodgers is playing right now, there's no stopping this offense. It's can you outscore them? And the Rams, I don't think, uh, can outscore them. Uh, and so, yeah, I think Green Bay at home. How much noise can six thousand people make at Lambeau Field? Um, it sounds like, of course, you you have the piped in noise. But um, they'll be, I'm sure they'll all be, most of them, down in the lower bowl. And it sounds like the players can connect to the fans. Um, you don't have enough noise, you know, where it affects the offense in the red zone like you do when you're full. But it sounds like people, the players really feed off of, off of it. And, of course, we know the Packers have a lot of songs, a lot of chants. And um, I think it'll, they just feel like it'll really add a lot. So the addition's more in the energy, not so much the noise. Yes. 
All right. Very good. All right, let's move on to game number two on Saturday. This is probably the one that I'm looking forward to the most just from a competitive standpoint. The Buffalo Bills hosting the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, the Ravens beat Tennessee last week. Buffalo beat, um, who did they beat? This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Um, Buffalo, Buffalo. I can't the, remember the Colts. The Colts, that's right. Um, and uh, they were able to to handle the Colts pretty pretty steadily uh, last week. Baltimore, Buffalo is a two and a half point favorite, so they don't even have the full three points that you see usually for home teams. Baltimore has come on strong at the end of the season. What's your breakdown of Buffalo versus Baltimore? Well, I think the issue is Buffalo for is Buffalo for real. Um, but really, everybody's been asking that for weeks and said, well, this will be the game that proves it. And if that's true, then they've proved, yes, they are for real. Uh, I think being at home will help. The weather won't affect Baltimore a whole lot. But I think, again, just the energy and everything there. Um, again, it'd be a very close game. Uh, turnovers obviously could be a big part of this. The kicking game could be, and Baltimore has an excellent kicking game. Um, but I, you know, you feel like Buffalo has played well. Um, this could be their year. They do have the pieces in place offensively. They've great weapon with Diggs has really developed. Of course, quarterback Allen has really done well. Um, very close game. It could go either way, but I think Buffalo. Um, Buffalo has proved they can hold up, and um, I think they have a good shot this week. I would pick Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo is one of those teams where a lot of people have doubted them, you know, especially Josh Allen up into this season. And he, you know, he was an MVP candidate here at the end of the season as well. And I think one thing that I like about Buffalo is their complete team. They've got it on, on every level, defense, offense, special teams. They've been really solid. They've got good coaching. Um, they have a good mixture of young guys and vets on the team as well. I don't think anybody would be surprised if Baltimore wins this game. Uh, the way that they've been playing recently with Lamar Jackson, J.K. Dobbins, uh, has been very effective. They still don't have a great receiving core, not a bad one. I mean, Mark Andrews at tight end, Hollywood Brown at receiver. They've got some good guys out there. Um, but uh, they are a little limited. The one thing that Baltimore's done well here at the end of the season is they've actually gotten back to just playing their style of football, running the football first and then attacking uh, down the field uh, uh, on top of that. Buffalo, um, I really like Buffalo. I think Buffalo has a chance to even beat Kansas City and go to the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm picking Buffalo as well, but I would not be surprised at all if Baltimore wins this game. I don't think this is a blowout um, in any way, shape, or form. And I think uh, the, the style of play for, for Baltimore has that potential to keep it a close game. Um, with mainly running the football. I think the big question is, can Buffalo stop Lamar Jackson running the football? Because everything else, and, and Baltimore's got a solid defense. Um, but, you know, that's where if you're going to lose to Baltimore, it's going to be because Lamar Jackson runs on you. And and if you can't stop that, then you're going to lose 
lose to Baltimore. But I think Buffalo's they're at the right time, at the right place. I think they've they've built the team the right way. Diggs obviously was a huge free agency piece uh, or a trade piece, I guess, in the offseason, and he has paid dividends in Buffalo. So I'm going to go with you as well and uh, and pick Buffalo. But like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if Baltimore wins. Uh, People always say that playoff experience is very important, and that's where Baltimore, of course, would have experience, both with their coaching as well as the team. Um, But again, Buffalo seems like they've been able to get ready to play every week. Yeah. um, You know, Lamar Jackson has uh, not succeeded in the playoffs to this point, so he's got that kind of monkey on his back, so to say. And he's obviously going to be motivated to change that that narrative around him. Josh Allen, though, kind of comes in with the same similar baggage, not necessarily playoff losses, but just that mindset of is he a legit, um, you know, top tier quarterback in the league as well. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a great game. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully uh, I'll I'll be happy after the Packer game and be able to watch that one peacefully um, (laughs) as well. so then we've got Sunday games. The first game is Kansas City versus Cleveland. Kansas City, again, the one seed, so they've had the bye. have not played yet here in the playoffs and uh, also um, sat out, as we talked about before we got on the podcast, they had there's so many of their starters sitting out uh, week 17 as well. So some of them have been off for two weeks. Um, Cleveland coming in, they'll get their head coach back, Kevin Stefanski. Although I would argue maybe he should stay in the basement the way they played last week. Uh, Cleveland comes into this game a 10-point dog, Kansas City a 10-point favorite. How do you break down this game? Well, I think Kansas City should win. Um, I've always been one, and we've talked about this, I sometimes feel like when teams get to buy, there is some rust and it takes a while to get going. And for many of the Kansas City players, it has been two weeks. Um, But, again, I – Kansas City should overpower them. They've got more going. Um, Cleveland, though, was a surprise last week for sure. And um, they do have a good defense. So, again, you get a few turnovers and and hang in the game and anything can happen. But um, I would think Kansas City would be uh, the team in this. It does seem like they've showed all year that they're probably the best team in the NFL. And, uh, of course, they have with Mahomes and – and just a good group there, uh, very balanced on offense. And uh, I think it'll be hard for Cleveland. But, again, if Cleveland stays in it, um, then anything can happen. Yeah, Kansas City this year, they've yet to really just dominate. Um, They had a lot of closer games this season, and although they won almost all of their games, it really wasn't the ideal season for them as far as as dominating teams like they – have the ability to do. I think we would all agree that they have the ability to do that. Patrick Mahomes is a great quarterback. They've got great speed and talent on the outside as well. Um, they lost, let's see here, this this year they lost to the Raiders 40-32, to and then they lost the last week of the season to the Chargers. But, again, that was without some of their starters uh, there as well. But they, they just didn't really – they dominated the Broncos one week, um, and they beat the, the Patriots pretty steadily early in the season. But overall, they have a lot more closer games. Um, and so playing against Cleveland, Cleveland has that mindset that you want if you're cheering on an underdog of everyone's against us, no one's picking us, no one thinks we can win. To me, that's where Baker Mayfield is perfect. He's in that spot where everyone's against him. Um, they don't really have distraction going on right now. 
And uh, the talent that they have on offense and on defense, they've got a great pass rush. They've got some solid back-end guys in the defense as well. I think Cleveland's going to make a game out of this one. I I would not pick Cleveland to win, um, but I think they're going to make a game out of it. And I don't think I would be surprised if they came out with a win. Um, It'll be interesting to see kind of how they do – you know, how they do with the coaching staff. Stefanski's supposed to be back. Last week, of course, Alex Van Pelt called the play calls, and we heard Aaron Rodgers um, uh, before the game uh, praising Alex Van Pelt. We heard Jarvis Landry after the game praising Alex Van Pelt. Uh, there are uh, – he obviously has some talent, and actually it may open up an opportunity for some of these guys on the, Cle- the Cleveland staff to maybe get some interviews that they wouldn't have gotten otherwise. But uh, Kansas City is just, they've got the talent. The question is, can they put it together and do what they're supposed to do on Sunday? I took a poll on Twitter uh, and asked which underdog out of these four games people thought was most likely to win. And surprisingly, 40% of the poll picked Cleveland. Uh, they, they won the poll with 40%, 27% said Baltimore, 20% said Tampa, 13% said LA. I was surprised to see that on the poll because I thought, Cleveland probably has the least likely chance to upset of anybody. I'd, I'd pick Baltimore personally, but um, it's it should be an interesting game. And the question is, can Cleveland get um, as as excited and ready for this game as they did last week? And uh, I just, you know, we've seen a lot of blowouts um, here recently, and it'd be nice to see a close game there uh, early on Sunday. Uh, last game of the playoff weekend, New Orleans and Tampa Bay, round three. They've played twice this season. They're at New Orleans. Uh, Tampa is a three-point underdog in this game. What do you expect to happen between New Orleans and Tampa? Well, this could be an an interesting game. Um, Obviously, you know, with me, I would rather New Orleans win. I'd be more of a Drew Brees fan. Um, Both quarterbacks are a little bit, you know, of – Quarterbacks of destiny here, and maybe you know, probably their last years. Definitely Breeze, maybe Brady. Um, I think you know New New Orleans. You'd like to see New Orleans win. It's hard for anybody to beat a team three times. Um, that's known. And um, for some reason, I just have the feeling Tampa Bay will pull this one out. They have a lot of talent, a lot of offensive talent, and a very good defense. And um, it'll be interesting. Um, I think Tom Brady could make the move and pull this out. On the other hand, there's been games where he kind of fell apart. And um, New Orleans is going to be in New Orleans. New Orleans has got the defense. They could obviously exploit him. I think once Brady things start to fall apart, then that's kind of the end of it because he doesn't have the support staff he's used to in New England. He doesn't have the players. I don't think he has people on board with thinking the way he thinks. And um, if things start to go south, then it could be rough. If it stays close, we all know, you know, he can win the close game. Um, For some reason, I think Tampa Bay will come out of this, um, even though it wouldn't be probably who I'm picking. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'd pick so much for Drew Brees as I would against Tom Brady as far as wanting to see the result. But you're right. I, I think the thing that helps Brady here is we're in a dome. Uh, New Orleans is, is a dome, dome stadium, and so there's no wind or anything like that. Both of these quarterbacks don't have the arms that they used to have. Um, I have a little bit more confidence in Brady than I do in Brees at this point as far as arm talent goes. 
And even with the team, although New Orleans is, is getting back at the right time. Uh, Michael Thomas, he caught a touchdown pass last week. Alvin Kamara is back. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. They have a solid defense. Tampa, they've got some incredibly talented wide receivers and tight ends. Not a great run game, but not a horrible run game. And their defense is solid as well. Um, We are not gamblers, me and my dad. But uh, I do have one gambling friend, and he said, I will not bet against Tom Brady. Um, I've learned my lesson. So uh, uh, even though I don't gamble money, I think at this point I wouldn't pick against Tom Brady till he actually loses. And uh, I'm probably going to have to pick Tampa. And, you know, I, I, I suppose I'd more rather New Orleans win. But at this point, um, I'd, again, I'm just kind of hoping for good games. In the regular season, they, they played the very first week of the season. Saints won 34-23. to Then they played later in the season. The Saints uh, um, beat them 38-3. to Buccaneers couldn't even get points up in that game and struggled to score uh, there as well. In that 28-3 to loss, Tom Brady had 209 yards and three interceptions. So if he's going to throw picks, obviously New Orleans has a chance. As it comes to playoffs, turnovers is the most important thing. And the team, it seems like, with the least amount of turnovers is the team that wins. And uh, so uh, it'll be interesting to see. I I think I'm with you on this one. I think Tampa's going to win this one um, as well. And, uh, you know, New Orleans kind of handled them in the regular season. So maybe – uh, maybe their coaching staff is better. Maybe that's where they have the 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 up on Tampa Bay, Sean Payton over Bruce Arians. Um, and maybe he's figured out what Arians does. And and maybe Tom Brady talks Arians to let him do more Tom Brady stuff. I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, that'll be an interesting game to see the, the two old quarterbacks going at it, uh, two of the best to play, and especially in, in this era in my lifetime. And uh, so, yeah, I've got, I've got Tampa as well. So we agree on Green Bay. We agree on Buffalo. We agree on Kansas City and we agree on Tampa. So look at there. We're, we're side by side on these picks. <laughs> and, and that means that uh, we're going to be hundred percent, hundred percent correct. Everybody can listen to us That's on it. that one. All right, let's transition. Let's go to the coaching. Uh, just talk briefly about uh, the teams with coaching vacancies. There's seven teams currently Philadelphia, uh, the New York Jets, Atlanta, Houston, Jacksonville, the Chargers, and the Lions available right now. Out of these jobs that are available, who do you think, what job do you think is the most appealing if you were a coach looking to, to take a team? Um, looking at it, strangely enough, um, and I know you may not agree with this, I kind of think Atlanta is. Um, again, they have a quarterback, not necessarily, you know, maybe long term. It seems like it's a solid organization. They haven't gotten rid of people quickly. You, I think you can go there and know you have some time. Um, and um, just up front, it seems to me like Atlanta would be a good job. Of course, Jacksonville, uh, I think, has definite potential with having the first pick. Um, there and um, 
you know, just different things. Um, I've always liked the Eagles. Philadelphia takes the right person. You have to fit in there because of the fans, because of the culture. But immense loyalty will be behind you if if you fit in with the Philadelphia folks. I have a good friend, of course, that's an Eagles fan. And, um, you know, again, if you can fit in there – I think they could, they're not devoid of talent either. So um, just thinking about it though, I, I, I would think Atlanta would be a place I would really look. So you say loyalty at Philadelphia. They won a Super Bowl, what, three years ago? Yep. <laughs> and he's gone. <laughs> he, he's out. Maybe he just didn't fit. I, I mean, the reports of the way that he went in and talked to the owner, he obviously wanted to get fired. But, um, they booed Santa Claus in Philadelphia, so I'm not sure that loyal is, is what I would would. Well, I mean, I guess I mean they didn't like Donovan McNabb. Uh, <laughs> they didn't. They obviously they liked Peterson for a little bit, then they turned on him. Uh, Carson Wentz, they turned on him pretty quick. They loved Nick Foles, but he was no good. Anyways, Philadelphia is an interesting one. Atlanta, from a from a perspective of a safe place to go, time and things like that. I see what you're saying. Um, I like the Chargers is my favorite spot right now. Um, they showed with Justin Herbert that they've got a quarterback of the future. They've got a couple talented running backs there as well. They've got a really solid defense uh, there with Bosa. Uh, they're kind of leading the way there. Derwin James in the in the defensive backfield as well. And it's L.A., which is there's pros and cons to that as well. Jacksonville, like you said, is a definitely appealing job. Number one overall pick. Um, the opportunity there. They got some young guys there as well. Josh Allen on defense um, out of Kentucky has been solid for them. And they've got some some other solid guys running back. They've, they've got some 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 pieces there. And it might be a, a better fit now, a better job opportunity now than it has been in the past, you know, three, four years or so back when they had Bortles and uh, Gardner Minshew and those kinds of things. Um the Jets is an intriguing one, too, I think. Uh, the Jets have either Sam Darnold or the number two pick. One of those will be the quarterback. And then, um, you know, they, they're they're in that that space where over the next three to four years, they could be solid if you get the right guy in there as well. Um, I would stay as far away from Detroit. Uh, Houston, as much as I like Deshaun Watson, Houston is, is a horrible place to go at the moment just because they have no picks. They have uh, all kinds of issues, and and I mean they're saying Deshaun Watson's asking to be traded. Um, if he goes out, depending on what they do with that, if they trade him to Miami like he wants, they get Tua back. Well, and then maybe you got Tua and some picks. It might be a better job then. Um, I think Deshaun Watson's a top three quarterback in the NFL, so that'd be a hard one to pass up. But uh, it's not a great spot right now. Atlanta scares me a little bit just from the talent standpoint. Uh, Ryan has been okay. His stats have been fine, but. Um, He's getting older. Julio Jones has been injured a lot as well. They still have some other talent like Calvin Ridley on offense as well. Um, but a lot of interesting things, and, and and it'll be interesting to see. You know, I believe that uh, Eric Bieniemy is the domino waiting to fall. Once once teams hear from him that he says, no, I'm not coming to you, then they're going to go out and hire somebody. And I don't know when that, will, that time will come because Kansas City is still in the playoffs right now. Jacksonville rumored to want Urban Meyer first and foremost. Uh, there it appears that he's putting together a, uh, a staff and you would think that's going to work out. Um, then the other big name is uh, Salah from San Francisco. He had uh, uh, with the Jets, two interviews with the Jets, and then 
He had another interview to, uh, tonight, I believe, as well uh, for one of the jobs, too. So I'll be interested to see where everything comes, um, where coaches land. Um, any coaching names out there that you've heard that intrigue you? Um, no, I mean, not really. To me, the interesting thing in the last couple of days have been the coordinators that have been hired. Um, the former coaches have been some solid hires there. And it looks like most teams, which I think makes sense, is trying to get their GM in place. Yeah. Um, the people that need GMs and you really need that. So everybody, I think any coach wants to know, you know, where the organization's going and what kind of talent they can get. And the GM has a lot to do with that. It looks like the GMs have had a solid pedigree that they've hired so far. Um, you know, it hasn't been hiring announcers and people like that. Um, so a subtle, you know, a subtle I, knock I, to the Vegas Raiders there. I like. I, that. I think well, and there was talk about some others this time too. So, yeah. um, and again, I he may be fine, but um, you know these guys have made a career out of some of this and have a lot of connections. Um, and again, just been interesting to me some of the coordinators that have been um, lined up. Again, not at all a big Dallas fan. I think um, Quinn going to Dallas was a very good hire. Uh, for Mike McCarthy there. And, um, you know, there's been several kind of go that way. And so it looks like people are waiting, waiting for something. You're probably right for Bahemini, uh, for things to fall there. Um, but usually there would have been one or two that would have had their pick and got who they want. And the fact that nobody has yet, and we're a few days away from the next set of teams getting eliminated, um, Again, you would think once it starts, it, it, it'll, it could fall right in place. Three college coaches have been mentioned. I'll count Urban Meyer in that three. Um, him, then Brian Kelly from Notre Dame has been linked to the Philadelphia job. And uh, a lot of people are also talking about, is it Matt Campbell at Iowa State, I believe? Um, his yes. name has popped up as well. Uh, for the Jets and, and I think a couple other spots as well. So, yeah, I, it's intriguing. It'll be interesting to see where it goes. And then once you get the coaches and the general managers in place, then the talk begins to go to the trades because, like I said, Deshaun Watson said he was he wants out. So there is talk about Jacksonville trading the number one pick for him. There's talk about Miami trading Tua and picks for him uh, as well. Um, there's talks about Matt Stafford moving in the offseason. Carson Wentz possibly moving in the offseason. So there's a lot going to happen here over the next several months uh, leading up to the draft. And and uh, and all that starts, though, with the hiring of the general managers and coaches. So we'll continue to keep an eye on those things. All right, let's wrap it up today with this conversation. We've got the number one pick in the NFL draft is almost certainly going to be Trevor Lawrence. I would be floored if it's anyone other than Trevor Lawrence. Um, especially after the national championship game, Justin Fields did not solidify himself as the number one overall pick, um, which I didn't think he would either. So Trevor Lawrence is more than likely the number one overall pick going to Jacksonville or possibly traded to Houston. Um, what quarterbacks in the NFL right now would you take over Lawrence um, if you were looking to, to start or rebuild a team? What quarterbacks would you take um uh, or where would you put Lawrence in that list, I guess? Uh, how many people would you have over him? Um, I think there could be three just because there's young quarterbacks now in the league and they are a little more proven. Um, obviously, Patrick Mahomes, I think you have to look at. I think he could go to any team 
and um, has the talent to make a difference in the leadership. Uh, Lamar Jackson is really good. Again, you have to play the right system with him, um, but I think he has proved there. Josh Allen, I think this year, um, it might be hard to pass on him. He's got the tools. He's awfully young, and I think you could build around him. Then I think probably Trevor Lawrence. Uh, strangely enough, I don't think Joe Burrow's too far behind. He looked really good at Cincinnati before he got hurt. Um, seems to be better than anybody thought he would be. And, um, you know, he, he has the tools. He has the arm um, and some background there. Um, then after him, I don't think the guys measure up as much. Deshaun Watson, of course, is good and not quite as young. Um, you got Kyler Murray. You got Justin Herbert. Um, I, I always worry about the guys getting injured to run a lot. I've seen a lot of that. I mean, I think RG3 was going to be there forever and, you know, now isn't an issue. So I guess Murray and even Watson has always worried me about that, even though I like him and he's really good. Uh, but you got to get him protection. Um, I didn't follow Herbert a lot, but I know he surprised everybody, uh, has potential, but like I said, looking at Trevor Lawrence, looking at his background, get him in the right spot and getting some tools. He, you get to, you should be able to build around him and maybe even one or two of the other quarterbacks uh, down the line. But I think he, you know, he's the best one. So I've got him in that eight to ten range at this point, as far as current quarterbacks where he fits in. I've got Mahomes. I would still take Rodgers. He's thirty-seven, but the way he's playing right now, he's still got a solid five years left in him. I think. Uh, so I'd still take Rodgers up there. Watson, um, who I think is the third best quarterback in the NFL right now. So I'd take him too. I'd take Herbert and Burrow over Lawrence just because we've seen out of them what they can do. The unknown of Lawrence, although it's enticing and exciting, um, knowing what you have in Burrow and Herbert, I'd put both of them above them. Uh, you're right about Jackson um, and Allen as well. I've got them above them. So then I put him in this category, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Matt Stafford. I put Lawrence kind of in that grouping right there. Um, Wilson is obviously talented, but he had a drop off this season. Um, and then Murray is, I'm not still sure if Murray is a long-term NFL quarterback. He's got the running ability, no doubt. And he's got incredible weapons with him in Arizona. And maybe coaching is what's holding him back. I'm not sure. Uh, but I'm not completely sold on Murray yet. And Stafford's great, and he's only like 31, 32, something like that. He's not very old. Um, and so Stafford still, even though he gets hurt a lot, I've got him in the in that. that. But I think right now I'd probably have Lawrence eight behind uh, Josh Allen, uh, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes uh, would be the guys that I'd take above Lawrence. Do you think – uh, Lawrence is the most sure surefire bet at quarterback since maybe Andrew Luck. Uh, when you're talking about a, someone coming out of college into the pros, that you you have confidence. Hey, this this kid's gonna have what it takes to be an NFL quarterback. I I think he will. I think he'll be really good um, and has great potential. Um, the thing that's been interesting in the last couple of years is there's been able to be a lot of young quarterbacks come and be successful. So I think, you know, there's two or three, um, maybe more that if they get with the right team and the right situation may not start the first year, 
Um, Herbert didn't start right off, right? And then they brought him in. And there could be some guys that really fit into that. Now, as far as fields at Ohio State, he was banged up. He was hurt. I was very impressed with him in the semifinal game. And I've seen him some this year being up here in Ohio. And um, I think he has potential maybe to be really, really good. Um, and I because I think he has leadership also. Uh, it depends, you know, whether he gets in a situation that's more solid. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence, Jacksonville, you're a little more of a rebuild. Um, but again, um, you know, it, 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 it's hard to say. Andrew Luck, um, I, I've heard that said a lot that he's the next Andrew Luck. Don't know. I uh, don't know that, but when Andrew Luck come in, I think he had more success than people thought he would too right away and, of course, became very solid. So I think Trevor Lawrence is obviously a safe pick. Uh, if you have the right coaching and the right GM and, uh, you know, have the right plan for him. Um, but, again, you know, Joe Burrow, he said, well, they're just going to throw him in there and he's going to get, you know, killed. Well, he did get hurt. But, uh, boy, he looked a lot better than anybody thought he would. Because I, I heard some of the national guys, you know, just, oh, it's going to be a horrible year for him, and he's in a horrible spot. But his ability really shown, and I think Trevor Lawrence probably has as much or more ability there. Yeah, I mean, Burrow was the clear-cut rookie of the year until he got hurt. I mean, the things he was doing, the numbers he was putting up, um, even the, the wins that he was getting, um, were incredible. Herbert, I don't even know if Herbert would have ever played had it not been for the doctor poking a hole in uh, the lung of the starting quarterback. So, I mean, his <laughs> that freak freak accident that happened for by the team doctor and uh, to Tyrod Taylor, and Herbert gets thrust into the game with, you know, less than a couple hours notice and plays great. And then, and Anthony Lynn said after that point, he said, well, Tyrod Taylor's still our starting quarterback. And I thought, oh, Lynn's getting fired. And uh, yeah. uh, luckily, he stuck with Herbert. Even when Taylor got healthy, Herbert was great. Lynn still gets gets fired. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're saying four or five quarterbacks going in the first round this year. Um, and you know, I, I question a little bit some of these guys. Uh, Trey Lance, uh, you know, coming out of the small college, you've got uh, Wilson out of BYU, um, and you know, so it's gonna be interesting. And of course, you got Fields. And Mac Jones out of Alabama. That'll Mac Jones is going to have a lot of conversations about him leading up to the draft because there's arguing if he's a first round quarterback or a third round quarterback or where he fits. But um, it, the league is in good shape when it comes to young quarterbacks at this point, and um, quarterbacks is kind of what sells right now in the NFL. And but you know what? You said it. It's all about system. Um, you know, Lamar Jackson. He's great because they put a system around him that fits Lamar Jackson. If you put Lamar Jackson in a different um, pocket passing system, he could still throw the football, but he would not be near as successful as he is. And uh, and so that's really what it's all about at this point is getting in the right team and the right fit and, uh, and, and then going from there as well. All right. Well, this is a good conversation on football. I want to remind people about our new sponsors. Check the... Uh, podcast notes for the link for Blue Coolers and for Skull Candy. We're excited to have both of these on board partnering with us. And uh, if you'll use the links on 
the podcast notes, or you can go on Twitter and find the links there as well. Uh, that way they know that you uh, heard about them here at the Sports Stove. So we would appreciate anyone uh, going uh, uh, to either of those sponsors. Please use the links that we have made available for you. Uh, Dad, it was fun. Uh, we're going to have you back on several times here this year and uh, talking about a number of different things. We're, today we were just talking football. I know you like to talk hockey, um, a little bit of baseball as well, um, some college sports maybe as well down the road as we get closer to March Madness and things like that as well. But uh, thank you so much for uh, coming on the program. And now, now we're even, right? Uh, everything you've done for me, you've been on the program, so we're even, right? There you go. Pretty, pretty much. So. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening to today's sports stove podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at sports stove. Uh, please reach out and let us know how you felt about the program. Do you agree with us or disagree with us on our picks for the playoff weekend? What do you think about these quarterbacks uh, coming into the draft and the coaching best coaching fits? So you can reach out on Twitter or you can always email us the sports stove at gmail.com. Uh, any comments there as well. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, we'll see you around the sports stove.